Hey, oh, you didn't know? I bet you didn't know that you were going to hear from Lonely Producer Dom this week. Because guess what? The Road Dog is chock full busy of WWE work, so we got to do a best of episode this week. But hey, fear not, because it's a best of guest episode. So you're going to hear from the likes of fan favorite Midian, Al Snow, Nick Patrick, Blue Meanie, Buff Bagwell, Shannon Moore, Sean Waltman, and Billy Gunn. Hey, remember that guy? Wow. So yeah, you guys tune in and have some fun. I'm going to have some fun seeing all these guys having fun with friends. Ah, man, I need friends. But yeah, enjoy the show, and oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know? Oh. It's that time, so come on down. We're walking in the dog town. Double G, dog and cats. Talking shop, reminiscing on a flashback. Hall of Fame name with a legacy that's long. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know. Let's start the show. No. No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, wait. Okay, here we go. I, <laughs> this, I've never okay, told I, this story. And uh, it, it's uh, it, probably not the best story for me, but anyway. <laughs> okay, so, so Henry was gone. I'm so, Midian at the time. And uh, me and Brian were traveling together. And uh, Brian was angry at something and him and Tracy who I asked out before he even saw it, and she blew me off and went to Brian so you're welcome uh, so we were in the back and Brian was going he, him and Tracy were fighting about something and he throws his phone like towards the wall like he did all the time those phones were indestructible back then and I like literally just stuck my hand out and caught it and he grabs it out of my hand and throws it on the ground <laughs> And then we had these sweet tarts that had LSD dropped on them. Sure. As well and done. Brian was so mad. Did. Yeah, of course we did. Uh, Brian was so mad, uh, he wasn't working or something, that he starts taking them. And another one. And another one. I'm like, Brian, stop. He goes, if you want me to stop, you better take them then. And I was like, fuck. So I'm like, okay, we're doing the ministry thing. And all we're doing is carrying Stephanie McMahon. You know, I don't know if you've heard of her. Uh, on the Undertaker symbol so she can get married. And before this, we walked through and it was just like, boom, and then Stone Cold's going to hit the ring. We're all going to powder. He's going to hit Taker. Boom, they're gone. And I'm like, okay, I could probably handle this because I don't want him to take like 10 hits of acid. So I took like three hits and I'm like, okay. So we go out there and then uh, I'm like, that's all we're going to do. Carry her out, get out of the ring, no problem. So Vince walks us all through it. And afterwards, Austin goes, hey, you know what would be cool is if I hit the ring, I knock the other guys, everybody takes the powder, you and me, trade, boom, boom, boom. And then I go to take her, he peels off outside, you spin around, I go at you again, I hit you with a chair, you go down, I stun you, blah, blah, blah. And it's just starting to kick in. And I'm like, Okay, so I did the Stephanie McMahon marriage to Undertaker, head full of acid, and didn't miss a beat. Nailed it. Nailed hey, it. As far as I know, know, the lights were so pretty. That was... <laughs> we just that, found the that's, that not was, even in it. That's that, the story, that story is the Attitude Era in a nutshell. Much you know what up. I mean? Like, like it's totally. That's uh, the only we could tell, dude. We there was we would come to TV and there was a guy 
who had this stuff and everybody would get it and they would go to the bathroom and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then still just tear the house down. Yeah, and poop. Well, are drugs bad? I don't know. <laughs> they, they can be in yes. excess, I would imagine. Yeah. So what, was you, quote, what was your quote? Yeah, drug, being a drug addict is only bad at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it only yeah. sucks at the end. Being a drug addict only sucks at the end. Like that's yeah, I the, was very lucky in not, I mean, I did everything, but I would wait till the, you know, till after work and uh, I could get up and do, you know, I, I really never, you know, didn't have that addictive gene that like, I mean, like kid and that was like, you know, bam, 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 before the matches, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, oh, no, just wait. Well, Actually, I'm going to chalk that up to uh, Henry because yeah. he always, I always had him, you know, and yeah. I, I didn't want to disappoint him yeah. or Undertaker. And uh, the bad influence over there yeah. was uh, was the only <laughs> one that I got to play with. It was me. Yeah. I was I the bad. I was pointing to. I thought, wow, he's heard of it. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was me for sure. No, so I was pointing you... to Taker. He's sitting right there. I didn't want to see him getting lost already. Let me focus back to the story. You, you and I were driving, uh, and, and I, <laughs> we were we were driving and leaving your house in uh, is it Jonesboro? No, it was down to Stockbridge. Scott, close. No. Where, close where, very Stockbridge. close. Where did Doc Holiday? Where was he from? He was down in Griffin. Oh, Griffin. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought about that. That's anyway, all right. you were because you're cool, like Doc Holiday. You were driving, uh, and and so in the oncoming traffic, there were two lanes, but that yeah. outside lane was merging or was forced to merge into yeah. one lane. Well, we're driving in the lane, and and you see this kind of as we're talking, and I'm tearing stuff up in my lap to, to try to do, uh, to try to ro twist one up that I'm not good at. Yeah. Um, and so you <laughs> see, you see this car, these two cars racing, like they're going to, this car's not going to let this car merge and this car's going to merge yeah. by God. Well, yeah. they end up, uh, executing a perfect pit maneuver <laughs> on yeah, the other did. vehicle that then sent that one vehicle into a slide Right before this happened, Nick said, hand me that mother effer and got, got the thing. The cars, the cars, and I'm not even kidding. This is, a, I get the goosebumps every time and excited every time I tell the story because it's, it's straight out of a friggin', uh, what, what's the movies? Fast with, and the Furious. Yeah, yeah, Fast and Furious, whatever. Those, those, you know, uh, so we're, he says, give me that. He has in one hand, he has the rolling paper, the papyrus, and the, uh, the said Mary Joanna. Um, and so he's holding it. The cars now are spinning at us as if we are entering a, a car wash, but the, the, the foam brushes are actual cars. And so... He, with one hand, licks it, goes down into the right between two cars that are flying by us, <laughs> and dirt and crap flies all over the car. He twists the joint into a perfect joint the size of my pinky, and we got right back on the road and never stopped going 35 <laughs> or 40 miles an hour. And it was, the, it was a life-altering uh, <laughs> a moment that, that I don't know if people believe. 
I don't even care. You know what I mean? I don't care because I, I was sitting right next to the man that did it. And we, we were going to TV in uh, uh, downtown at, at uh, Center Stage. Center Stage, yeah. Yeah, I think we were going to and TV. And Cheryl, w- Cheryl, my wife, had just bought that car and was letting me and Brian and all people take her <laughs> new car to Center Stage. And this happens, you know. Like Is that I how you remember a, it, Nick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I hadn't put a burn hole in every vehicle that we already had. Right? So now, now I've got her new car. Yeah. And and, and we we come out really pretty damn good. But oh my god! All the all the that was flying it come raining down on her brand new paint. It's a brand yeah. new car. Yeah. Brand new Ford Taurus. And we had man, she hey, had to get a that whole brand new. son of a gun handles out. like. <laughs> oh yeah, like, man! It was handled smooth. like nobody's business. Wait, that was you know so much. Messed her paint job up. Yeah, we had to get a whole new paint job, man. It was raining. Whoa, dude! It was windshield. The, the two vehicles were spinning and and flip. I don't know if they flipped, but they. No, they didn't. Neither one of them flipped. They flipped. both helicoptered yeah. right right by us. One <laughs> one went to the right, and I one, hooked it back when he went by. Yes, and the other one he went back whoa, and he he hooked back to that one that went down in the ditch, and he was right back in his lane <laughs> with a giant road. <laughs> Yeah. It all, it all we, went. We need yeah, to verify we, we, how bad was yeah. he? At we, we needed one at that point. <laughs> oh my word! I get you excited know, we, just telling the story. We needed one at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always, I always. But you know what? It's funny. One. It's funny what we talked about earlier about still being here. That story right there is a testament that both of us still had things to do on this earth. There you oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you right now, I ain't that damn good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you <laughs> well, weren't either. I don't I mean, know. You I'm were on that. <laughs> I try to think that I'm pretty cool. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was cool. But man, if I didn't have somebody guiding me, amen, <laughs> amen. Man, because we did. It, it wasn't was our time, brother. It was. Our time, it was. Man. It was. Uh, it was miraculous. Like that's that's no joke. Like it really was. It. They were cars helicoptering at us. <laughs> isn't it weird how? We, we, isn't it weird how when you're in one of those moments and your adrenaline just through the oh, roof? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, seems like it's... you're kind of in slow motion, yes. you know, and, and, and it's just kind of happening. And you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're, you're just reacting, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Survival, and, right? It's just, I was, what do I, I was do just to... very, I was very dang lucky. And somebody, somebody guided yeah. us right back on the road, man. Well, and we I, kept look, on going. Waited until we got up on the we highway. Never, we never even stopped. <laughs> Fired. We just were like, yeah, the accident's happened, guys. We got to go to work. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, they almost killed us, and I wasn't overly concerned yeah. about those two. That's trying to race almost killed me. Yeah, and what? Yeah, and more importantly, let the guy merge. And more importantly, ruined my wife's paint job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Wow, that was oh. that was major heat. But that was just one of many. What did you tell the wife episodes. when you got back? That exact story. The truth. She didn't the believe. There's no the way truth, she. No way she. I, I she said you've like, got what? to be happy. Look, there's no body damage. There's not a dent. There's not a sting. You've got to be. I don't care. Yeah. Did you it call the police? A, no, we kept car. on going. <laughs> did we call the cops? Uh, well, we were smoking pot, so no, yeah. we didn't. No, so, we didn't yeah. think to hey, call guys, the here. Look at these two over here. It almost killed us. Let's just let's just Those two uh, go home, and then me and Brian have been sitting in jail on this TV. And get the get the car painted and keep our mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> oh man, what a well, great, what a yeah, great story. That then that's re- the reason why I really didn't fight back. And uh, my first go around in WWE is you yeah. know first thing in my mind is you know my my grandma and my mom and stuff like that. So uh, when I left WWE, I had done an interview and um, 
forget what it was. I was like, I had a great time in WWE, but uh, I said JBL was a bully. Yeah. So, uh, and I think, you know, uh, flash forward to One Night Stand, uh, you know, the WWE guys are in the ring with the ECW guys, and yeah, the big clash happens. And me and Bradshaw had a real life fight on live pay per view. Uh, you know, he, you know, he got me from behind. I was already busted open from two nights before. Sandman got me with a, a ladder, so I had yeah. like staples on my head. That's the ladders. Yeah, and as if you would have, you, you couldn't have hit it any better. I just, <laughs> just, boom! Right on the spot, and I'm like, oh, around, and it just turned into yeah. a hockey fight. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it and truth of it is, it was sloppy, and I don't even remember it, and I'm sorry about that, dude. Um, but I'm sure it was sloppy and not good for the direction of the story or anything. <laughs> it's every time a fight breaks out, that's the case. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, like, look, I don't want to stand up for him because I believe you're uh, correct about he was a bully, but I believe... He, he was a bully until you said, stop bullying me. And, and it was also in a time where there was a weird transition where this was accepted and this is not accepted. And it was all in that time where it was a little bit over the not accepted line. You know what I mean? Like we don't, people don't accept this anymore, but yet it's still happening. So I was, I don't know. It's one of those things that it's going to happen, right? It's yeah. bound to happen. If, if somebody's going to act like that, they're bound to get swung on. Yeah. And, and when they brought me into, uh, they brought me into SmackDown uh, Raw Super Show in uh, Sacramento. And uh, of course, Dreamer calls me, goes, Meanie, uh, <laughs> this is Tommy. Uh, we want to bring you in. Uh, this has nothing to do with Bradshaw. Uh, <laughs> uh, we want to do a BWO reunion. I was like, all right. So, first time I get this. This has I, nothing to do with Bradshaw. <laughs> Which was the, that was a, he has got a bad poker face, you know? Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it had everything to do with Brad. Yeah. So I get to the building and Johnny Ace finds me and goes, Hey, you're wrestling Bradshaw tonight. I went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Dreamer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, he got you there. He got you there. He got you to the arena. Yeah. You can't say no now. <laughs> So he's like, yeah, you're wrestling John. You're going to hit the moon. So you're going to pin him one, two, three. I went, does John know this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he loves it. So I was like, oh, shit, man. So I'm standing around, milling around. And I see John come in. I'm like, oh, yeah. And Here like he had, his, he had his cowboy hat on. And it might as well have been a dorsal fin. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just standing there like this. He walks by. Nothing happens. And later on, he comes by. He goes, want to talk? I went, Sure. So uh, I follow him, and do you think you're going to fight again? We we we've all been to TVs, yeah. And there's signages, uh, Vince's office, yeah, K yeah, Fabe. And uh, the further we go, the less signs I see. I go, oh man, this is bad. <laughs> it's no man's land. <laughs> yeah. If we walk into a room and there's plastic on the floor, I'm yeah. fucking running. Yeah, there's, there's no witnesses. <laughs> yeah, it's like Pesci and good, you know, Goodfellas. With <laughs> yeah, <TV>. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, in all honesty, I want to hear what you say and then bring me back because I want to say something. <laughs> how did it how did it go? So we got into a room. Uh, I stood in the middle. He, he locked the door behind him, turned around. It's like we can either fight or we can make money. I was like, John, I never wanted to fight. Uh, so and I said, quite honestly, I was always a fan of yours, but I don't know what I did to you know, bring this on me. And yeah, 
we had a man to man. Yeah. And, uh, I laid it all out. And he, you know, said he didn't remember, which I'll take him at his word because those were crazy times. They were, and they, hey, and they were crazy times. And yeah. that's, that's what I, you know, I'm not, I'm not standing up for John, but I do no. like John, but I do totally understand if you were someone that he targeted. He, you, he bullied you a little bit, you know, verbally. And I say a little bit, I'm trying to make it soft. He, he bullied you. You know what I mean? And he was a big, hard guy, big Texan and drunk. You could add in those descriptors as well, <laughs> half the time, you know what I mean? And that's just the truth. Nah, but, uh, it, it, he said, you know, he, he talked, he's like, you know, I, I like you guys. I love these ECW guys. I brought, he said, I brought, I, I pushed to have Balls and Axel brought in, which, you know, him and Axel wrestled in global in, in Texas for a little bit. Yeah. So we shook hands, man. And that was, that was like the ultimate, if I, if you ever have a weight on your shoulder yeah, and you hear, I'm sorry and shake hands. Yeah. Best feeling in the world. Hey, in the world, man. And that's, yeah. see, that's another reason. Uh, I, I ask you because where did you think you were going to fight? Like, he turned to lock the door. I don't know if I wouldn't have got him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I wouldn't have thrown yeah. the first one right there, yeah. not knowing how this would have gone. But you went in there to do what a real man would do and go, where, where are we at, dude? Like, this is not... And so, I don't know. I just, I think that's super cool. Um, but but John had a reputation to protect. So, he didn't want any witnesses when he apologized and hugged you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that goes. And that, look, that's, it, it is almost a caricature <clears throat> of JBL or whatever. But but it was, it was really him and he was... I don't know, man. It was, we all were. And I'm not saying him and I'm me and him. We all were. I, I can't believe you said I was one of the nicer ones to you, to be honest, because I know I was just like that too, to some individuals. And, and I'm not happy about it. It was just, you're old school, but you're, there's a new school. And now you're, you've been in the new school longer than the old school clout you carry. And now, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very political and, and uh, vibe energy created business and locker room and man it was in that transitional period where the old days are gone now dude so so yeah. and it was just it was just one of those one of those things you know and I, i'm sorry that you had to do that but i also loved hearing the story and encouraged like people listening that's how it's handled yeah. you know what i mean not and that's also why i harped on how crappy it looked on pay-per-view i bet um <laughs> is because no good came out of it no. until after we fought. Like fighting is the is the is the ignorant man's first shot across the bow, right? And that's that's me. I'm guilty of I'm guilty of that. Uh, so I mean, I think it's a it's a lesson in in locker room etiquette as to let's let's talk about this. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I love hearing the story. I loved hearing the story because it's good hearted and ends well. And you are back now. Real talk, dog. Let's tell our fans a little stat that's kind of mind blowing. 52% of men over 40 experience some form of ED between the ages of 40 and 70. But it's always been this taboo topic. And thankfully, Hims is changing that by providing affordable access to ED treatments like sex shoes all online. 
because who doesn't want better sex? But if you've had ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hems Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple. It's 100% online, so no uncomfortable doctor's visit. Hems provides access to clinically proven generic alternatives to Viagra and Cialis up to 95% cheaper with options as low as $2 per dose, plus a range of other treatment options, including the new sex shoes. Hems has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down, it's time to change that. And they want to take care of you that listen to Oh You Didn't Know. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash O-U-D-K. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash O-U-D-K for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash O-U-D-K. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex shoes are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. In Da Nang one time, I saw, mm. Cassio, you had a question about the show I just wrestlers. want to point out, since we were talking about anuses anyways, you yes. know, if you can Google this too, yeah. uh, your anus, the human anus can stretch to about nine inches, right? So, yeah. you know, the next time you're at like yoga class, course, Carol's yeah. over there going, I'm not, I don't can't do this. I'm not that flexible. You go, Carol, I think you're underestimating yourself. <laughs> Dare to dream, Carol. <laughs> hey, uh, another little thing you can Google too, okay, because it kind of ties in. And yeah. that is, I, these are all, it's a shoot. Um, you know, a raccoon can fit in like a hole about four inches around. So really, technically, you could like stuff two raccoons up your ass. I mean, that would yeah, if yeah, you yeah, have yeah. time on your yeah, hands. Yeah, I think you have a little room, at least an inch. Yeah, well, yeah. So I'm not sure if it was raccoons. Mm -hmm. um, Come on, but... back up in there, Skippy. Let's go. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky raccoon. Ricky, Ricky raccoon. Take Let's go. Up take, there. Your, you little, take your, you little, take your mask you little off, bandit. You little bandit. Yeah, you little, you little turd bandit. <laughs> <laughs> we have reached uh premium level yeah. yeah no but it's great no. it's exactly what this podcast is all about <laughs> yes, nobody's exactly. really listening this is for you and i and cassius yeah, to fly on the it's wall it's all just for us right we're, just catching the, we're just catching up yeah. you know what i mean um, same amount of people listen to this <laughs> as showed up for practice two days that's right yes no hey, motivation. The, tru you know? the truth is, uh, Al, and I don't know if you, uh -huh. if there was a time in your life when this was a thing, but I remember just n wanting, needing to get into a wrestling ring. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yes. I just need to get in one, and and yeah. I'll I, I, once I can get it, any opportunity I had to get in one, I was getting in one. You know what I mean. Yes. And so yeah. that that to me is, if there was one across. Across town, I would have been there. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like yeah. I would have been, I would have been there. I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to do it. and I think that's where the frustration comes in. You know, sometimes yeah. because, you know, I remember when you know I would be in the ring for hours. You know, and and the, and you had to kick me out of there. You know, yeah. and you know to have an opportunity like this, like you know back in the day, if you'd have told me what grocery store she was coming out of, I'd just say, make sure it's canned good day so she can't push the cart too fast, and I'd run her over, you know, just to get this chance. <laughs> <laughs> I 
know? And I got to beg these people to help themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to commit murder back then, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The old A&P, you know? Look, look, you willing to chase a dreamer, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm willing to chase chase her with a a grocery cart. That's what I'm willing to do. She's she's bloated in the stream behind my house. Yeah. She's bloated in the stream. (laughs) With a raccoon in there. Yeah, with a raccoon, with two raccoons up her ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two I'm Ricky crying. raccoons. <laughs> There's got to be a question about the movie, the show Wrestlers, that yes, we could yes. ask. Why, why, why did they make my favorite thing in the entire deal is because I'm yeah. weird and stupid, is uh-huh. why did they make. Darkstorm do the interviews in the car. I don't know. <laughs> it's the I have thing. no idea. Him hanging his arm out over that beat oh, up there's car. A, there's a picture yeah. of that. Dog, that's every his, episode, that, every interview, he's in that car. Yeah, and that's his car too. That was a car that he drove <laughs> and broke down. Yeah. God bless his heart. Yeah. I remember the first time. He does what? At the end, he runs over the curb, tried to like, He made a point, and he's like, I'm out of here. Boom, boom, boom. Old yeah. man. Old yeah. man behind him. And oh, dropped I the rear it. end. It just fell out. First time I ever met uh, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it was on one of those tours up in Canada for Danny Duggan. Uh, I don't oh. know. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, the Inuit Indian reservations and oh, the yeah. whole deal. And so, so anyway, that the uh, Jake, Jimmy Jacobs had driven the whole the whole thing, and it was like a K car, and it was spray painted, and it, oh, yeah. it was horrible. And I said, yeah. "Dude, that's your car." <laughs> I felt bad. I got to tell you, I got to tell you about this ten t- day tour in it was Nova Scotia, and oh, Newfoundland, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, so I, we, we, you know, um, we arrive. The guy, the promoter, takes myself. He and uh, Luke, the bushwhacker, yeah, are yeah. you know. So they take us to this uh, bed and breakfast. A retired police uh, chief and his <laughs> wife run the bed and breakfast, and this is where they store the ring in the garage. And I meet the head of the ring crew, <laughs> Wiener is his name. Uh, yes, it is. Who it Anthony like Wiener is his name? Yeah, an eighty-two-year-old Yosemite Sam, right? <laughs> He's a former moonshiner who got caught by the Canadian government and now has to work on the ring. So, and he's seated next to Honky Tonk Man, who both are completely drunk, just no obliterated. Way. No oh, way. Yeah. What a this shock. is your this is your entry into Newfoundland. Well, now we wake up in the morning, we go downstairs, and I find out, hey, Wiener's about the easiest person to get to know because. Uh, <laughs> The couple, We've the wife's cooking, wife's cooking, you know, uh, breakfast, right? The Wait, husband's like Wayne, watching Wayne's porn. Wife? He's watching porn on the computer with the volume torn up full blast. As I'm walking down the stairs, I'm just saying, uh, 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 and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I come down here. She's no selling it at all. He's walking around the house like it's it's an episode of Dragnet on the TV screen. I, I'm like. What is going on, right? Uh, I'd like a hotel. I'd like a hotel. That's all. So, 
Now I go meet the rest of the crew. I meet I meet Indian Larry. Okay. Yeah, he, of course. I Yeah. He is a he is not Native Canadian. He was adopted by Native Canadians mm. and believes he is so much so that at the end of the tour, he gave he put on and donned the ceremonial garb, performed a ceremony and gave Butch and I or Luke, I mean Luke and I, uh, dream catchers he had bought at a gas station. Uh, <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. But that was nice of him. Yeah, yeah that, there was high-pitched Shane. Uh, Shane was a 20-year-old boy who sounded like he was perpetually kicked in the nuts. So uh, these are nicknames you're giving him, or yes, these yes, are the nicknames? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no. I need to uh, And then yeah, there was yeah. the old Bob. Old Bob was like, he had a, he literally sounded like Boomhauer from King of the Hill. <laughs> and only, only Wiener could communicate with old Bob, but only Bob, him, right? old Bob could communicate with Wiener. Okay. So, After ten days, you get to know this stuff too. Now, now there was there were two dentists that were like road managers. There was the local dentist, pretty halfway average, yeah. and there was the dentist that was trying to steal his job from Toronto that lived in a panel van, white panel van, <laughs> with his sixteen-year-old son, who he would always constantly be doing this, and his face was purple. And I'm like, what is like? Does this guy have a seizure? What's going on? Right. Turns Wait, whose out, face was purple? The kids? The, oh, Dennis's. No, oh, the, okay. the, the Dennis. <laughs> okay. And he's rubbing himself, and he's moving in his clothes, and I'm like, what the hell is going on with this guy? Turns out, he's on ecstasy 24 hours oh, a day. Oh, uh, that makes sense lives now. on it. And he's makes just all the time just now. rubbing himself. How does he, how and does he like, have a gallon of orange juice? Well, um, now I find out, uh, I found out how we, uh, Wiener got his name. <laughs> you guys like to hear that? I sure would. Would I? Would I? Go, I? <laughs> I go, Wiener. How did you get this name? He goes, I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> he takes two dozen hot dogs, and one at a time, puts them in, pulls them out, and then, they're gone. He swallows them whole into his stomach. And I was like, if you ever decide to have a career in gay porn, you will be a millionaire. Yeah. What's his name again? And do you have his number? Wiener. <laughs> Wiener, I'm coming. Wiener. I'm coming, honey. Yeah. <laughs> me, and De- me and Dennis. Me and Dennis are coming, honey. And we're yeah. bringing the ex, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds, you know what, though? There's just enough, and I know you too, Al. There's just mm. enough entertainment in that cast of oh. characters to get you through. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> I met, I met the Goalers, and, and, and you can you can now Google you can get Google this. They they you you can they wrote articles on them. Okay, well, I'm, 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 we're at this one particular town. It's you know up there in God knows where <laughs> in uh, Newfoundland or uh, you know Nova Scotia, right? Yeah, and. Uh, all of a sudden, I see this girl come walking up, and I swear to God, like her eyes are on either side of her head. She looks like a goldfish, and I'm like, <laughs> like, oh my God, right? And she's bringing a little kid who's like slobbering, and and I'm like, oh. So I run What's to the heart? back. I run to the back. Right? She ran from her, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I run to the back to announce to everybody, there's a goldfish person out here, right? And. Uh, Mike Hughes, Cowboy Mike Hughes goes, oh, that's like Sarah. And I go, what? You know her? He goes, yeah, she's like a local rat. I go, what? 
tell me, what did you just say? He goes, yeah, you know, the boys. I go, you've got to be kidding me. Not these right? boys. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, she's she's one of the goalers. I go, what the hell's a goaler? He goes, there's a family that live up in the hills and, like, for generations have been inbred. And he goes, like, one time, and this, became, this was the best thing. He goes, one time, one of the local news people, they were up there, like, shooting each other around in a family feud. So, uh, the local <laughs> newscaster decided he was going to go up and oh. do, yep, goalers. Uh, darn. He was going to go up and do an investigative report, right? Yeah. So he, he goes up and he interviews the patriarch of the family, oh. the, the old yeah. man. And he goes, uh, uh, sir, I, uh, I hope you don't, this doesn't offend you, but there have been reports of incest up here. And he goes, insects? Ain't better be no goddamn insects in here. I prayed last week. <laughs> and I went... If I'd have been that reporter, I'd have just looked at the camera and went, back to you. My investigation's over. I am, we're done. We're done here. Insects, better not be no goddamn insects up here. I sprayed last week. It was serious. We're done. Goaler. Yeah, it was shooting straight. Shooting straight. Well, thank you, Mr. Goaler. We're going to. Yeah. We're just going to leave that right there. You know. Back to you Mr. in the Goaler. studio, Jim. Maybe you <laughs> can talk you, about Jim. the in weather. <laughs> yeah. How did we get to Wiener not being I don't the know. incest group? You don't I know, know yeah. The Goalers yeah. were. When, the Goalers, yeah. man, and she the was goalers. one of them. Bless her heart. What? Read the read the you know the article. I'm gonna I'm gonna go insane. and look it up. Yeah. You, you found it pretty easily, Dom. <laughs> yeah, that was he scary. probably he Dom's got his guy's phone number and his Rolodex. Uh, that's the you and let's be honest. I mean, that's the one greatest thing. Like used to, I get all like worked up. Now I just embrace it. Yeah, and it's yes. like I get to live in Ripley's. Believe it or not, all the time, all the time, and <laughs> all they're the paying time. you, and they're paying you. If you if you can keep that perspective, because that's oh. at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is keeping the proper mm -hmm. perspective. And if you yeah. can, that's why I said I know you because I know you would. <laughs> You would be looking for the entertainment out of these oh. cast of characters, and then oh, I, I always, prodding always. to to get more. <laughs> I love to have been on that. Yes, uh, I call it facilitating you being able to live your life to its fullest. That's all. You know what I mean? That's, that's all. all. It is. is it too? I mean, is it too much to ask? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I say we so push either. the boundaries. You know. I, I agree, man. I can't wait for season two, Wrestlers Nova Scotia. That's what I want. Uh, <laughs> the OVW moves up to. Nova we moved to so Nova who, Scotia. Hey, hey, who do you, for real though? Who do you have? Yeah. I don't know if I know the answer to this. I know partial of the answer, but I want to hear you tell. Us. How did you? Who trained you, and how did you get in the business? Like, where'd that all come from? So Ron and Don Harris introduced me to the business they i was working at a gym they had asked if i wanted to go train with them one day and i laughed at them and went no no why would, why would i want to do that um but i went one day and those two beat the life out of me for about two hours and and i was i was hooked because, <laughs> i don't know why no, like, i love it, it. Just, i love it Somebody asked me this the other day. They go, what's the difference between back then training and now? Well, anybody and their brother can get in it now and they don't have any repercussions to what they do. Like back then you got the life beat out of you. Like they didn't just, they didn't just go, okay, here's how you lock up. They kick the light. They stretch you and do all kinds of stuff and beat you up and you get, and you're going, why, why is that? How, why is this building falling down to me? This is, this isn't even close to what I've seen on yeah, TV. Yeah, 
this, this I think that that just like I was intrigued. Plus, you know, they kind of told me they said, "Hey, you're you know, you're athletic. You're you have a good personality. This is kind of just built around you. If you there's just some things you need to work on, like we all do." Yeah. And I loved it and then couldn't get enough of it and hooked up with Bart and then just me and him just, you know, well, he beat me up too. Um, <laughs> 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 hey, you said you had a good personality. You're definitely the one with the nice ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. let's not yeah. say you're the one with the good yeah. personality. Well, that got me um, where I am today. I, <laughs> hey, speaking of Bart, what, did he come into training with you or or were you guys friends or where'd that come yeah about? so me and him met each other at a school that nobody went to um when because ron and don were working the memphis and nashville and all those the law all that territory at the time yeah. so they were never and i was still living in florida and they just happened to come home because their mom still lived there yeah. so that's how we ran into each other and i knew them from school and stuff but um i didn't have anywhere to go and they said hey um um Eddie Mansfield has a school yep. that nobody really goes to, but there's a ring that you can kind of mess around in and he might show up once in a while, but just so happened, me and Bart happened to go there at the same time and we introduced each other to each other. And then we looked around and went, um, who is here supposed to train us? <laughs> like, is there somebody going to train us or do we just do? So nobody would ever show up, but we had a little building and we had a ring. So me and him set up a TV and started watching and then would do it to each other. Yeah. Now, that is the biggest mistake of all time because <laughs> you have good guys that don't have a clue. And we're just killing to run each a spot. Other. Absolutely <laughs> killing each other. Like, don't happen. And then um, um, we just happened to run into Blackjack Mulligan. He kind of took us under his wing. And then we just started, we started doing some stuff at Universal. We were just kind of a natural fit because we both didn't like at the learn learning at the same time. And we, and I was already, you know, when we did the cowboy thing, I was that my whole entire life. So it was easy character wise because I didn't have to work on that because yeah. I was that. It was the wrestling part and trying to mesh both of those together. That was the hard part. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. How, how is, uh, how's, and, and Ryan, if I'm going off, no, you know, good, just man. how is, uh, how's Bart doing? He's good. Yeah. He doesn't do you have stay in touch with, him with his business. He was a master electrician out at the Cape before he started wrestling. Okay. And when he was done with Japan and everything and said, Hey, I had enough. He just went and redid all his certifications. Yeah. And now he's a lead guy out there again and happy and, and, um, good. Yeah. Good for him, man. Good and for him. Hey, look, Bart was always life. such a nice guy that I didn't know I was supposed to be scared of. Until yeah. I saw him in Tough Enough or whatever the yeah. thing was brawl about ball, yeah. brawl for balls or whatever it was. But uh, then I learned like, oh, okay. So be really nice to him. <laughs> uh, when, when did you, where did you, where were you working when you got the call from, from Vince to go up there? Oh. Man, so I had a tryout in WCW at center stage over there. Yeah. They had this guy named Kip Fry. I know this is kind of... Uh, oh, it's inside baseball, but I know the dude. Uh, but I mean, that's, I'm, this is a long got... answer to your <laughs> question. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, it's okay. We got time. But I like telling yeah. stories. Yeah. Uh, so Kip Fry, like, got the, you know, he was the boss there. He, they brought him in as the boss. And he had heard about me through the, you know, the, you know, the, the newsletters the dirt sheets or whatever, however yeah. you want to call them. 
so he brought me in for a tryout, and I got to work with Bob Cook, who is great. Holy mackerel, yeah, Bob Cook is great. Did yeah. you know him from Florida? Yeah, I knew him real well. He was yeah. really good to me before I got into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he's really like, good. He's a really good dude, and he's really good in the ring. And great, he was a great worker. Yeah. Uh, not just a great punch, but just everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. Was, yeah, everything was good with him. Look, he, he got a shot at Flair and stuff on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, they didn't just let anybody do that crap. Bob's good, and, man. And so I had this really good match. I mean, I didn't show wrestling and a lot of psychology, but they just told me, yeah. I'm going to magnetate on me. Go out there and just do all your stuff. So yeah. that's what I did. <laughs> and, and I was over in that building. They knew yeah. who I was. Yeah. And I thought for sure I had a job, and I never thought WWE was going to call me, ever. Really? You know, I just didn't think I was, you know, B cast, big enough. You know, yeah, I yeah. wasn't. It wasn't what they were casting, and exactly. Um, and so, as soon as I had that tryout, Kip Fry was gone literally like the next day, and they <laughs> and they brought Watts in, Bill Watts. Yeah. And I wasn't Watts's idea, so right, I didn't, right. you know. And plus, Bill probably watched my tryout and just saw me flying all over the damn place. Yeah, I yeah. did a couple cool suplexes, but, you know, he probably was like, what is this shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he probably was. And somebody should, have nudged, somebody should have nudged him and said, <laughs> the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I get it, so because like you said, man. I was man, bummed, man. I was bumped. And... Uh, but then, but then uh, I had this match with Jerry Lynn and I were, were a team at Minnesota and we would go to Japan a little bit for a yeah. smaller company. Yeah. Uh, well, long, I was going to say long story short, but I can't really say that. <laughs> long story longer. Yeah. No, tell it, dude. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, Anyway, Hawk Hawk quit WWE or got fired or whatever it was, <laughs> and he he ended up teaming with Kensuke Sasaki, and they were called the Hellraisers. Yeah. Well, their debut was on this show in the bar that Jerry and I had our matches in. Uh, and so I was I kind of booked the match. I put a lot of the matches together. I was the booker. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. And so I booked Jerry and I versus Masa Saito and Brad Rangett. <laughs> Masa loved me, and they yeah. and they and he booked me. They brought me to the New Japan Super Junior Tournament. After that, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And so, yeah, so I'm getting ready for that, and I get a call from Sergeant Slaughter saying they're having tapings. Not told this story a lot, but I don't mind telling it again to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm not just saying that, I swear. <laughs> I know you're shooting. It's a shizzoot. Oh, I love it. He's he's shizzooting, brother. Yeah. From the his art. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lord. Fuck. Um, I don't even know where we so were. I'm to this, so I'm promoting this show at the same time that all this is going on. Yeah. It's, it's like Terry Funk versus Road Warrior Hawk on top. Me versus Sabu. Yeah, that's it. Oh, How'd you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I promoted that with Dennis Carluzzo, and I made that poster, by the way. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, um, like, this whole time, and Sarge calls me, right, and he's telling me, we want to, like, 
bring you in. We're doing a TV taping, so I have a trial. And I'm not getting it, man. I'm like, who the, I'm like, who's having TV tapings day after WrestleMania in Phoenix? And then it <laughs> dawned on me, it's WWE. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it, man. And Holy so man. I got, I got, all of a sudden, I went from not getting a job and, you know, WCW yeah. and thinking, being kind of bummed. Uh, and just coming off a real bad head injury, too, that that could have killed me. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um so it was in it was in New Jersey for for Larry Sharp and Dennis Carluzzo. I got it jumped off the top, crashing. Ah. I had a blood clot on my brain. I was it was bad. Oh shoot. Um. So anyway, back to the uh, Sergeant Slaughter thing. So I went from you know the cup being empty to the cup runneth over almost <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. How was uh, that when you got that call and realized it was holy mackerel? Yeah, well, I just I got did everything I could like to get. I was already you know working frequently. Yeah, young. I'm freaking young, man. I'm like twenty or nineteen, twenty. Yeah, like twenty. So <laughs> wow. Hey, um, yeah, I just knew you. You just got to put me in there, man, and I'm gonna get this job. Yeah, yeah. That was my, like, I had no so doubt. So did you have a tryout match with them? They brought me to Phoenix, and, man, I was I was so concerned that I was going to get one of the guys, one of the underneath guys that's that's just all, always there, like yeah. like a Virgil or, you yeah, know. whoever. Not going to name any more names because I don't want to hurt feelings. Yeah. Uh, and because they're not going to go out there and do all my shit with me. No, no. And they're not going to want to, and they're not going to. Right. <laughs> so Tony Garia comes up to me and he goes, you see anyone here you think you could have a good match with? And I went, who's McCauley? <laughs> I mean, he didn't even get finished saying it. Yeah. Did you work and with Louie before? No, I just knew he was really good. You just knew of him and knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We knew, we wow, knew what each year other. was that? What year was that? 94? 93. Three, 93. Yeah, it was the day after WrestleMania 9 in, in Caesars Palace when, you know, when Brett dropped the belt to Yoko and then Hulk came in two seconds later and won the title from Yoko. <laughs> All I remember from wasn't that it's the like one the with... the worst WrestleMania ever. Was that the one with uh, Eligante? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember from that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. So so it and was Kurt the day Hedding, after... and Kurt Hedding and Lex going out there and Lex being all excited to work with Kurt and then Kurt getting out there and as soon as he locked up, he went, Where are we at? What are we doing? Oh Lord. Lex was I like, guess... Oh my god, anyways. Been there a time or thousand. <laughs> uh... Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, I had this match. I, he went over that that night. And but like I did a lot of cool shit. I did all yeah. my stuff. Yeah. And got a a nice you know nice feedback as soon as I came back. Who saw you asked, that? Who saw you that kind of you think like went and said, "Hey, he's he's let's get." Well, him. I know I'm gonna tell you who came up to me right away. Oh, was okay. Your favorite, uh, Brett. Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> 
<laughs> look, but but him coming up to you and, and look, a lot a lot of my stuff is is bullcrap for the business, uh, you know, for the podcast heat. But uh, as far as him coming up to you after that, holy crap, that's Bret Hart. You it know was what I mean? huge for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would have been huge, it was for, huge for me. And I can't remember if it was the I think it was the first night. But anyways, they asked me to come back the second night in Tucson. So that they brought me back too. the second night. They had me work with Louie again. They gave me music and had me go over. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that had to feel good. And then so afterwards, Brian, and you'll 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 appreciate this. Yeah. I stood outside of Vince's office for hours waiting for him to come out so I could really? just get it. Yeah. Even eye contact. Yeah. And so Kurt had, and I already knew Kurt from Minnesota. I hung yeah. with him a little bit at the gym and everything. Yeah. Um, and worked out with him at Brad's. Like I, I, I actually tussled with Kurt out at Brad yeah. Reagan's camp. Um, and so Kurt walks up to me and he goes, you want a job? And I'm like, yeah. And he walks in to Vincent's office. No way. And then like, I don't know if he even said anything about me. Then he walked back out, and then Vince walks out a little bit later, and he goes, I really appreciate you, Connie. He, like, came up to me and I'll be darned. Me and, you know yeah. how he, when he wants to, man, he'd charm your pants off. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you just go like, oh, my God. He sounds yeah. good. He said he likes me. He really likes me. <laughs> that's so cool, dude. And that's in 93, you said? Yeah, and then it was like, I don't know. It seemed like forever, but it was only probably a couple of weeks. Him and, him and Matt called me, and they ran the whole storyline by me. The whole man. thing. The whole yeah. Razor, like all of that, man. Yeah. man. And he's telling uh, me, yeah, we have Razor Ramon. He's one of our top guys. And I'm like, I know exactly. I know like, who he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know how he is, right? He yeah, makes sure. He sells it to you, man. And you go, yeah. like, and it makes you go like, yeah, I know him. Uh, I know, I worked and he was him. like, and then he was like, what do you, how do you feel about it? Like, what do you think of that? And I'm like, <laughs> It's the best thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was. Of course it, it was. It was. I couldn't believe that yeah. was not like, usually it's just come in like vignettes if you're lucky and have a few squash matches and yeah. then either you're over or you aren't. Yeah, they got, they had a, I guarantee you Pat or somebody had that, when they saw you go, they thought, oh my God, this is the story we've been waiting to tell. Pat knew me through this dude named Roger Buck, a friend of his from Minneapolis, okay. who seen me on the show. So yeah, that yeah. I guarantee you, Pat was just like, "Oh my God, I've been waiting to do this. We did this in '72, and so and so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then we're gonna, and then he comes in and he wins, and about I mean, yeah. Oh, I could hear him there, pitching it, I man. Get, I missed that. I, oh I, heck yeah, I missed that. That that. It, Talk about what you've been doing for, for the past five months. Um, exactly how it came down was um, I had a car wreck in 2020, and uh, it was a really bad car wreck. I went in and uh, ran through a building and uh, right behind the the mall in Marietta, Georgia here. And uh, uh, it was a really bad car wreck to where usually, you know, like we do, we, we usually come out of them unscathed. This one, this one left a mark, and it was a big one. It was a... Uh, uh, I, ex my right patellar tendon on my right knee, it exploded in the car accident, which led to a, um, a surgery back in August of 2020. And, um, 
that uh, from there, they tried to rebuild my patellar tendon with um, a gastrocnemius flap. It's a big, long word, ends with flap, and which basically means they bring your calf muscle up to your knee and they rebuild your patellar tendon. Um, and I was like, I was doing, I was in a good spot when that happened and really thought I could, you know, fix this. It was during COVID. And I even tried to make that a positive thing thinking, okay, COVID's happening right now, man. So let me get everything back where it needs to be. And then when COVID's over, hell, I'll be ready to go. So I took it on, ready to go with it. We had the surgery during COVID and all that. So physical therapy and all of that was during COVID. Oh. So getting good PT and physical therapy on my knee wasn't as good as it could be if it wasn't for COVID. Because with COVID, things slowed down and the mask was going on and appointments were canceling. So truly what happened out of it was I wasn't doing the right physical therapy. Along with not doing the right physical therapy, the actual surgery just didn't go well and i got staff out of it oh. after i got staff i went to the hospital for seven weeks <laughs> in that seven weeks i had 21 knee surgeries 21 knee surgeries which is every third day they went in and did what's called a washout and that was called a surgery and if by god if they're going to call it a surgery yeah yeah then i'm going to yeah. call it a surgery <laughs> so 21 surgeries later i step out thinking okay Let's get to work now. We can still can do this and get back where I'm okay. And it just wouldn't get better. It just wouldn't get better. And then these two more wounds happened on my leg, which was now a total of four wounds on my injury from the injury. And they just kept getting worse. And then I couldn't get, I just couldn't get no answers. No doctors wanted to see me until the wounds were healed. And normally Mark Bagwell can, he hurts it, but then I fix it. And for all of a sudden, I wasn't able to fix it this time. And I was like, what is going on? So when I can't fix it, that's not good. And that enters self-medication. And so that enters pills and alcohol and trying to fill it up with other things besides uh, good things. I was filling it up with anything that it would take. And by doing that, it just set me back so far that Dallas and everybody else started noticing that my knee wasn't getting better and I was getting worse. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to, you know, fly to town somewhere doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. And uh, Dallas had a meeting at his house. I was supposed to meet with Jonna, my niece and Steve, you, and I show up and they kind of, it was a kind of an intervention kind of setup, you know, kind of thing. And I yeah. didn't know what was coming at me. And I think they thought I was probably going to fight them on it, you know, like, <laughs> And I was, I was listening, you know, then I was denying things, of course, denial, lying and all that. And, and finally there were, Dallas comes over, grabs my phone. He goes, the phone's gone, bro. And uh, you got to go to rehab. You're leaving right this second. And if you don't go for 90 days, you're, you're out, you're out of Jonah's life, you're out of my life. You're cut off from everybody. Uh, your, your name will be horrible. And, you know, out of, when this happened, we'd already shot you know, just, you know, change or die. We had shot the beginning of the change or die docuseries. Yeah. And I was doing pretty good in that. And then at th when that kind of kept going is when I relapsed during change or die. Yeah. And then when that, when the relapse happened, then that's when the intervention part happened. And they said, look, you got to go to, you got to go to re rehab now. Yeah. So I go to Blackberry recovery in North Georgia mountains for 30 days. I finished that treatment center 
And after about a week of that, I was, I was in, I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm in, man. I'm in for the, I'm in to check it out and see what's up. And pretty quick, man, I was able to sleep when I didn't think I could ever sleep without a Xanax or I needed (laughs) some kind of medication to sleep. I didn't. It was just a story you tell yourself, like Dallas always says. And, and it's the truth. It's a story we've always told ourselves that we make it make sense. Like, I need drugs to go to work. That's what fear is too, right? (laughs) It's the story you tell yourself. We make that up too. It's me. It's, we make it up in our own head. Uh, I'm and, sorry, and, and, eventually, ahead, and eventually you believe it. Yeah, for sure. You believe it. And uh, so, you know, that's what I do and that's what I was doing. And then finally I did find something I could do and it was the recovery and out of recovery, they, the biggest thing with recovery is to really do something with your aftercare after that 30 days where the number goes up of successful is huge. If you continue your aftercare after 30 days, everybody yeah. thinks 30 days and, I'm good. And I've yeah. done that before and it, it, you're not good. Yeah. Um, and I continued it on with my rehab with aftercare in a place called Tangu in Marietta. And so I graduated that on uh, January 13th and I'm continuing now. There's my graduation. Fantastic. Yeah. Yay. And uh, so continuing, continuing from there, I'm, you know, five months sober and uh, just sleeping good, feeling great. I, Something that happened yesterday seems like it was a week ago because I got so much more time on my hands. Yeah. When you're sober all day long, man, that's it's crazy how much more you get done. <laughs> how much you can get done, right? And I've just it's unbelievable. I, I, I feel like I'm just now learning to compartmentalize and and put place one task in front of the other. And and look, I still mess up. I still. Uh, lose my cool sometimes I still you know the biggest thing for me is to make amends for that and clean up my side of the street and move forward try to try not to do the same thing again but I don't know man it's really great great to hear your voice and hear in you like I I don't know about you but I went to rehab a bunch of times and it it was never the right time when it was the right time I didn't want to live like I was living anymore and it's not like I wanted to die I just didn't want to live like I was living anymore and obviously that's my way, my thinking got me there, you know, so I was ready to listen to someone else. Now, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I threw Xanax out in the, in the parking lot of the rehab center. And three days later, I was out there looking for him. Uh, but, but, but yeah, look, moving rocks around trying to find them. But, but look, that was the beginning of me. Just like you said, it, it kind of hits. It was like, okay, maybe I, maybe I am the problem. You know what I mean? That's, that's when I learned that. Uh, and then also when you, stop caring what people think about you. You know what I mean? That's a huge weight off your shoulders too. And it's, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt because I'm, I'm look, that's what, when I, when I got sober and I, I, I go back to me cause I'm my own reference point. Uh, I, I, when I got sober, it wasn't to get my job back or some crap like that. It was to save my life and save my marriage and save my relationship with my children. And you know what I mean? For all yeah. these other reasons. And then as I started living right, literally, years later i said hey are you sober you okay and i was like yeah you know i I can i can do this if you want me to and you know the rest was history but like i didn't i didn't 
get sober to get my driver's license back or to get my, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was life yeah. or death. And you know that better than anybody. And yeah. I think that's a pretty cool segue into our conversation. When you, when you, we didn't even have any each other's phone numbers, but you reached out to me and I want you to tell the story, not only because it's, I think it's an inspirational one of, of a man reaching out to a friend for help, but I also think it makes me look awesome. So go ahead and tell yeah. the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, going back to what Brian was talking about, like, you know, I, I went to a few shows because by that point, you know, like I was running from, you know, like legal issues probably and my tattoo shop, like I got rid of it uh, in North Carolina. I was living in Chicago, got in trouble in Chicago. Then what ended year up was in this? Florida, what year? Uh, 2013-ish, 12, 13-ish. Yeah. Somewhere in that point. And um, I, you know, like me and my wife, we'd split um i had a house in Cocoa beach and you know i'd left that just you know just me being unfaithful and the whole you know just yeah. everything that goes with addiction man <laughs> everything and, that goes with being a drug addict yeah and then i was like well i'm gonna go back to north carolina i'm gonna open a tattoo shop and i did i went back worked one of the craziest business deals you could possibly work i bought a whole block of commercial real estate for eight dollars and my lawyer <laughs> like negotiate like sign the paperwork and i ended up with this commercial real estate where my tattoo was shot my tattoo shop was that could have you know if i would have been smart i would have made millions yeah but i ended up having to sell it to one of my friends whenever i ended up in treatment but anyways that last week out man like i had this plan like you know everybody else had done this to me i was blaming you know including my wife yeah and i put this plan together and the plan was to take somebody's life so that way I could go to jail for the rest of my life wow. or end up killing myself. And I was going to drive to Florida. I didn't have a vehicle. So one of my buddies let me borrow his truck. And I took the truck back to my tattoo shop, loaded up my guns and my pit bull and bought a bunch of heroin. And I drove on my way to Florida. And just as I'm driving, like I'm all this stuff's running through my head. It's, to me, like this is my last my last couple of days probably on the planet like, or I'm going to be in prison. And I'm thinking about like, Hey man, like who would you reach out to, to say, you know, goodbye or whatever. And like, you know, I'm, I'm in my head, I'm putting this list together, just kind of saying like goodbyes to people and basically saying, I'm sorry. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I just wanted to tell people like, Hey, you guys probably didn't know I was dealing with this stuff, but I've got a lot that I'm dealing with, you know, my addiction or whatever. So I didn't know it was addiction at the time. I just thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and man, like road dog was heavy on my mind the whole trip. Um, because I'm like, man, road dog was able to get sober. Um, you know, I've been to the shows, like he's still road dog. He's still laughing. He's still funny. Like, man, how did he do that? Like, I'm thinking that this trip, you know, this whole trip and he keeps popping into my head. And finally I get to my house and I don't know if, um, somebody had, you know, told the person that, what I was thinking maybe cause I shared it with like maybe one person or a word got back. But whenever I got there, like they wasn't home. So I was just sitting there by myself. And like, at that point I started getting dope sick cause I ran out of dope. And like the, all that was on my mind was like road dog. And I was like, man, I got to reach out. Like if I reach out to him, maybe there was that, that I think it was just that last ditch effort of like, please help me. I really don't, I'm not this person. Like, I just need some help. I don't know how to get help. Like, nobody's ever taught me how to get help. And I reached out to Road Dog on Twitter. Um, and I still got the messages 
uh, in my Twitter. He actually. slid into my DMs, bro. Slid up into his DMs, man. I'm like, <laughs> hey, dude, like, can you talk? Like, I, I'm, I'm strong. I need some help. Like, I really need to talk to you. And yeah. he responded, and our conversation. And I should have pulled it up and printed it out, but it basically, I remember saying, um, I was like. He's like, hey, man, you you know you can be happy. And I was like, Brian, I just want to be happy. I was like, I, I haven't been happy in a long time. And Brian said, like, well, you know God wants you to be happy. He goes, and he suggested that I, I start praying. And he goes, help's on the way. That's what Brian said. Then he got in touch with, you know, like Bob Killer and uh, the rest is history. But, you know, like that was a, it was a dark week, man. Like that week it was a if it wouldn't have been for him, I would either be dead or in prison for the rest of my life right now um, wow. for him. So I, now I feel horrible for saying how good it makes me sound, but, but like, I, I'm so, I'm so honored, uh, honestly honored that, that you thought of me. And, and to me, that's, that's not me. That's God using me in your inter to intervene in your life somehow. And yeah. that's not, look, I'm, I'm the same drug addict, <laughs> low down, yeah. dirty dog, uh, egg sucking dog, but, but we're the same, you know what I mean? But, but I, and I ain't got no different. I just had some experience, some strength and some hope yeah. to, to share with you. And it yeah. was, and I remember I was in the bathroom getting ready to go to TV. I think it was on a Tuesday. And, and so I was the writer. I think I'm pretty sure I was the lead writer of SmackDown. And I was like, I can't call you now because I'm, I got the, the world on my weight on the world on my shoulders, but I can start the ball. You know what I mean? I yeah. start the ball in motion. And all I did was, was make a phone call and, yeah. and, uh, and the ball rolled from there. But yeah, I'm, I'm honored. I was honored yeah. to, to do that in your life, but I'm more honored that God chose to use me. Uh, yeah. I'm not a weapon I would go to often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, dude, it's, it's insane. Cause like that, and that's happened to me, you know, like it's, it's, a, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. Like I've, I've helped so many other people in that manner of just like God putting somebody in front of you at the right time in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And you know, like, obviously I'm not going to go into names and stuff for anonymity yeah. reasons, but um, there's some people that could say that the same story with me yeah, about and you. them and yeah. doing it to somebody else. And it's just, it's God's that, work. No doubt. That, yeah. That's the, that's the deal, man. You're, you'll, you'll never uh, be closer to God here on earth than when you're doing something for somebody else. And so, yeah. so to, to just be able to, to go to give back what little it is. And because then, then it's, you know, I used to thank Hunter and Stephanie all the time. I would go, hey, man, thank you guys for sending me to rehab. And I've, you know, I'm straight and I'm doing them living. And they were like, you, you did it. You know, they always told me you did the work. And yeah. so that's important. You know what I mean? Yeah they, yeah, they believed in me, I guess, to pay for the rehab and you as well. And, and but but then you got to do the work. And, and, and I did the work and you've done the work. And how, how many years yeah. are you sober now? It'll be six in December. How about six that? years. Did, did you ever think six days was possible dude i can't go six minutes <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to this best of episode and if you want to get the best of the wwe merchandise we are excited to announce a new affiliate partnership with fanatics and wwe shop an easy way to support your favorite podcast oh you didn't know hopefully shop official wwe gear and apparel by using our special url 
shopwrestlingmerch.com. That's shopwrestlingmerch.com. Or if you're watching along with us on YouTube, hit that QR code that's up on the screen now or check out the description below for the link. We'll also have it up on our social media as well. You can shop with confidence for your favorite WWE superstar tees, hoodies, caps, and yes, belts, and more with the WWE shop. And use our special link, shopwrestlingmerch.com, or just go ahead and scan that QR code to make it easy, and you support the show directly. So you're getting the same great deals on WWE merchandise that you would have anyway, but you're also telling the WWE that you love Road Dog and oh, you didn't know. Hit that QR code. Go to shopwrestlingmerch.com and hook it up today. And we thank Fanatics for being a proud supporter of our podcast. I'm taking it, and I'm pretty sure I'm with Jeff Jarrett, and I'm taking it to Scott Steiner's house. This is the same time that, uh, I think it was the same time that we did the the zebra truck, and I took it and sold it to Jeff yeah. for $1,500 or something. What and was we, the zebra truck? <laughs> yeah. We literally spray-painted a Ford F-150 like a the zebra, zebra strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The we, people that sponsored our band, the guy that owned that uh he owned Farmers Furniture and his yeah. wife was like our manager. So they had a truck that a delivery truck and they had to get a new one and they gave us the one that had the most miles on it <laughs> yeah. for us to use for the band. Yeah, and the driver. They took it and they, they spray painted it black and white zebra stripe, man. <laughs> it looked like right uh, this is a I know 90. my neighbors had to be going, Oh my god. <laughs> 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 when was this 94 i wasn't but i thank goodness i don't live in a gated community huh? uh, yeah 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 <laughs> well I, that's why i wouldn't live in one um, exactly because I, I might want to park my friggin' zebra truck out front exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, so we yeah. were taking it to excuse me we were getting taking it to nashville but on the way to nashville we were dropping the dog off at steiner's we ended up putting a bad new battery in the truck but me and jeff jarrett put it in backwards because we don't, we don't know what we're doing <laughs> and so we we it breaks down you know right near yeah. us scott steiner up. actually yeah. come scott steiner actually come gets us we go to robbie's house robbie gets a phone call um and you Probably shared who? this you share uh um uh rick steiner Right. Oh, Rick. Okay. Rick. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll call him Robbie. Um, All right. Yeah, his name's Robbie. Uh, so, so, but but he gets a phone call, and it's about the fight that um, that you witnessed actually with with uh, Vader and and, and Orndorff. Orndorff. And so you you, really? dropped, you told you told that yeah. story. I think I, I'd yeah. loved. I never have heard you tell it, but I was there when it when he got a phone call from Bubba. I think it was yeah. Ray Trailer. Um, wow. And was you know what I mean? It was just like twenty. It was wild, brother. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But who, you yeah. were there. What happened? Oh man, uh, what was it all over? It, it was Leon showed up late, and they needed to do pre-tape interviews. And Paul was an agent. They sent Paul to go get Leon, and Leon was in a mood that day. Man, don't rush me. Don't rush me. I'll be there when I get there. You know, that's you know that's kind of rude talking to Paul that way. Yeah. So, Paul kept his cool and he went back and he so he goes back to test him again a second time so now leon is out in the hallway there at center stage yeah. and they had a, a pile of two by fours on the floor down there and uh paul come up to leon and went to say hey look man we really need you to do this and leon said yeah or something and he shoved paul oh. and paul took a bump down on to the pile of wood oh no Oh, anyway. so he shoved him first. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he shoved him okay. down onto the pile of wood. I did not know Oh, yeah. 
No, there wasn't nobody out there. I was the only one in the damn hallway. Yes, well, it's, this. it's one yeah. thing to talk to him that way. Yeah. Just be, for, for yeah. a couple reasons. One, because of his position, but two, because he's Paul Orndorff. Exactly. But, but to put his hands on him, okay, oh, please yeah. continue. I'm in. So Paul come up off of that pile of wood, brother, <laughs> and he, man, oh, my God. He come at Leon, and, it, and the fight didn't last long because Leon yeah. took like one swing and Paul ducked and caught him with a right immediately, right on the button, man. Bam! I mean, popped him. And Leon looked like he took that Ric Flair bump, man. He went to take a step with his left foot. There wasn't nothing there. He went face first all the way down to the concrete. Wow! Oh. Just down, dropped him cold. But he was still he moving him. a little bit, right? Yeah. Now, Orndorff yeah, has got wiggling. Orndorff's got friggin' flip flops on, right? So he yeah. starts now. Now I'm like, oh, you know, and now, now. Now everybody has heard what's going on and the two locker rooms are starting to empty out. Yeah, they're empty. And a right? big crowd yeah. is, cir is circled around us. And most of the guys that are circling around are guys that, that Leon had beat the out of in the ring. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it, was it looked like a damn prison fight, man. They were like, ah, kill him. Yeah, yeah. One guy even had a blade out, I think, man. It was One guy was duct taping. He was duct taping phone books to his arm. It was freaking insanity, man. But Orndorff now, now he punched Leon. Leon's down. So he's got freaking flip-flops on. He started punting him in the face. Bam, bam, bam. I mean, literally, he did it like five times. Good flesh. After flesh sounds. Oh, man. Yeah. Boom! Yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> he meat. was kicking friggin' field goals, man. Oh. Leon's head was a freaking football on a tee, man. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. After the third kick, Leon wasn't moving, but he still took two more, and the head just kind of went blip, blip, <laughs> oh, you know. Measure. I, I jumped in, and I, I forgot who else it was, but a couple people grabbed Paul by the arms, and he jerked loose of them, and then he turned, and I was right, like, oh, oh God. yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. Paul, I said, he's not moving. I said, let's get the hell out of here now. Yeah, yeah. So we took off, we ran down the hallway, and that hallway at center stage, and we hooked the left, where you go up there where they used to have no catering, yeah. the restaurant in the front door, it was up, up, up yeah. at the other end of that. So I said, wait here, let's, let, me, let me make sure to see what's going on. You know, because you know, we didn't know if he was alive or dead. He wasn't moving. You know, he took <laughs> two straight on, just blocked block yeah, the last yeah. two. But you know Man. what's more impressive to me is the one that, that knocked him out. Oh, yeah. But it, it, was the, out. It, was, it was It was really the first punch. You know, he definitely was, was, was bap. Yeah, it, it was, was well-delivered and well-placed. Dad, yeah. I talked about Orndorff being a So yeah. I, I, <laughs> I love it. So that that was round one, you know. We was peeking oh. around the corner, and I saw Leon come up to his knees, and he had all kind of blood and stuff. Yeah, you know, he, was, he was bleeding bad. And uh, so they got got him in another room, and they got Orndorff. You know that little room that was kind of like a kitchen sink they had where Pop used to hang out all the time. Yeah, yes, yes. It was at the. It was like right when you first come down that ramp and hooked a right in the hallway. That first room that's where Pop always was, and yeah. it had sinks yeah, yeah. and stuff in there. And so anyway. Pop was in here with his stuff, and I was sitting in there with him, and uh, they brought Orndorff in. So Orndorff is over there, and he's watching. Had you already told your dad? Yeah, I'll pop him. You it happened said, right outside oh the God, door. He whooped but, his... <laughs> yeah, it, well, yeah, it happened right outside his door, but you know, Pop, he wasn't getting out of the chair to come see yeah. that shit. <laughs> well, there's a, well, there's a scuffle going out there. Plausible deniability. Yeah, yeah, hell. <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, Paul's over there, and uh, he's washing the blood off. And so they bring Leon into the 
room and why a couple folks to keep it apart. Hey, Leon goes, yeah, wash that blood off. Yeah, yeah, back tight. And then Orndorff looked at him and said, ain't my blood a charge, you big douchebag. And then they locked up like two bulls again. And it got pulled apart real quick the second one. You know, it wasn't really a whole lot to it. Yeah. But, uh, but that was it, man. That uh, the, wow. the intensity was the punch and the kicks and and yeah. the rabid freaking dogs that surrounded the fight. That you know, all those kids that had been that had been clubberized in the ropes and in the corner. You know, I was one of those kids. Oh yeah. So you know, how, man, they were like, kill him, kill yeah. him. It was yeah. it was unbelievable. It was well, crazy. I mean, here's where like there's the thing. You know, always be coachable. Yeah. Always learn the lesson. So uh, the deal with me and Bradshaw happened, and uh, they brought me into Sacramento. It was July 4th. What, hey, what? Talk about for for people like me yeah, who don't know what happened between you and Bradshaw. Do, are you free to talk about it or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, okay. we're, we're cool now. So Yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't know of the incident. Okay. So uh, long story short, short, my first, you know, uh, stint in WWE. Yeah, uh, me and Bradshaw just didn't get along. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was surprise, surprise. Yeah, I thought he... <laughs> I, I loved you. And the, the, the fucked up thing is, I was a huge fan of his going yeah. in, and just like things in yeah. the ring, things yeah. said on airplanes. I get it. And I'm like, hey man, I got it. I I could say something, but I, I'm supporting my grandmom and my mom. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. What, so so what which I, which fight am I gonna have, and yeah. and which one is important? Yes. Yeah. Truth be told. And look, if you're talking to a 30 year old me, a 25 year old me, my priorities might be different, but they'd be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you go, keep going. I'm sorry. No, I mean, the, the best moment of my life is when uh, Bruce Pritchard called me and said, you know, the, the bring me into WWE. I hung up with Bruce, walked 20 feet from my bedroom to the living room and told my, my grandmom and my mom to put all the bills in my name. They're yeah. like, wow. They went, what? I went, I just signed with WWE and my grandma like grabbed onto the chair, her knees buckled because everybody goes, Oh, I paid my dues. Well, families paid yeah. dues as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. 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 Just like with service people and wrestlers and people that are gone a lot, truckers. And you know what I mean? The yeah. family pays the price too. Yeah. They, they supported my wrestling habit. So man, uh, man. it was WWE, an opportunity then that you got to pay back and pay back the most important people in your life. Yeah. My grandma only lasted, two years after that, but I made sure she'd have to lift a finger. Amen. Amen. Come on, man. And that's, and that's, that's what you call, uh, living life. Yeah. And I don't know. And that's, that's, and that also that's why I call you my friend. Uh, yeah. and, and so it's, it's again, why I say, uh, it may be only one way because I'm not worthy of stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I, that you're, you're above and beyond and, all we have is our family and our loves of our life and all this yeah. other crap, man, is just material. And yep. I don't know. It just doesn't mean anything, man. It doesn't mean nothing. And you did something in your life that was really meaningful yes. for others. Yes. And <clears throat> I don't know, dude, that's oh, what it's well, all about. I have no problem to say I love you too, man. Uh, I appreciate you know, it. I, I admire, I've admired your whole family. Uh, number one, and then getting to know you and being around you, and just having the honor to, to share a, a locker room with you, and yeah, you know, and then here we are in 2023. We're the survivors, man. <laughs> yes, I mean, some would say cockroaches, but look, survivors is a better <laughs> is a better descriptor, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh,
And if you get over, you make more money. And hence, everybody makes more money because yeah. the houses start getting great. And like, exactly. I don't know, man, I don't know what they don't understand. Yeah. And that's the thing is that's, that's it, dude. That's what I got hired for is to help you. But if you don't, if you don't, I can't force you. I'm not going to hunt you down to ask you if you need some help. You, <laughs> yeah. like, gee, like I'm there ready and willing anytime, like grab me. You could just grab me and talk and, and ask me anything you want. But so, I think so, Billy, so far you and I have just sounded like two old guys. That Statler are and Waldorf. And, yes. Totally Statler and Waldorf. Um, yes, so it was I'm a not. great, great I'm topic. Up top. Like yeah, I, no, I, I know, I know you are. I'm just I'm kidding. So, so, but, but it is, it is kind of is. both of us going like, yeah, if they would just do this and listen, like, and so, so, so look, it's, well, it we is know part of that. what works. Like yeah, I know what's going to work. Like 90, 95% of the time, yeah. I know exactly what's going to work, where they're going to go. Especially if you have a story, if you have a good story and you're oh, trying yeah. to insert stuff just to look cool. Okay. Let's just forget about the story that everybody's into right. to do cool stuff like that. And, and I promise you the people will get out every single time and now you're trying to run them back down. And yeah. trying to run down a crowd is the absolute worst <laughs> thing ever. Why would you not, if I can keep them from the start, why not keep them to the end? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree with you. Drag them along. And so yeah. look, sometimes it feels like you're dragging them along, but sometimes yeah. uh, you, you can orchestrate the match or you can feel it out there. And I feel like that, you know, that's something that's gone by the wayside too, but I feel like they should, I don't know. They got to look their reps. Now their reps they're getting now are on Monday or Tuesday, whenever your show's on Wednesday and Friday, um, uh, on live television. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's the, that's the rep they're getting there. It's, it's, it's very hard. And it took me a look, I'm sitting here now, 53 years old, uh, fat as a, uh, fish batter and and now i know a lot about wrestling but when i was coming up i didn't know crap either billy we, we could do this all day long i want to ask you because I, I don't know it is cool so 93 uh 93 you get you get the gig how, how long did, how long until you're like okay this is how long until you're spoiled spoiled yeah uh, with money <laughs> did it take did it take long <laughs> it would take after we um after we started dx <laughs> really okay okay well look that's in wwf that 93 94 95 that that was a bad that 95 when i first came in was bad you'll you'll shit when you hear my first six months thirty six thousand dollars yeah you're right i just pooped Dude. Um, no, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. Um, well, it's not what I was thinking. Cause I, I thought the thing with, with, uh, you should have got Razor. paid, uh, for that thing with Razor. There were some I, guys getting paid there, but not us. No, no, no. I, and I yeah. get it. And I look, when I came in as the roadie, I was, it was on the tail end of that. Like it was, we were doing those double shots in tent cities and, yeah. and all that stuff. So it was, we were working hard and not making, I was ending up owing them after I got draws. You, know you got I mean? your draw, right? Yeah. I ended if, you up did Florida, them. if you did the Florida run and got your draw, you might get a negative on your check. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's just how it went uh, early on, but you're, yeah. You're right, it, but but like I was hurting so bad when I got that first call where they said, "Okay, we'll give you a hundred grand a year." I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm rich." 
Uh, I didn't realize you weren't rich when you made a hundred grand a year. <laughs> Man, no way. Not if you, not if, not if you had any kind of a life on the road. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You had to eat. You have to do something. I, I mean, I did way too much of something, but, um, but I don't know that I would change it. You know, I think about like my, my, my daughter and I talked about that stunt man who, who got paralyzed, uh, on the Harry Potter stuff, his, his, uh, documentary just came out about him and, and Daniel Radcliffe really stepped up and took care of that dude. Like, but I, I talked to my daughter and I said, I guarantee you, if you talk to that stunt dude, he would not go back and change one thing. Like he did that for so long on all those movies yeah, I made a ton of mistakes in this, but I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't change a thing. I had a it's blast. It's just not and... a good thing to even think about like that, man, because we can't do it. Yeah, you can't. We can't, you can't do go it, back. Man. You can't. This is our journey. <laughs> yeah, this yes. is our journey, man. And, and you know what is is so weird? And it's kind of I say it half heartedly, but I totally believe it. Like the journey is the destination. You know what I mean? Like that's some Buddha crap, but it's straight up it truth. Is. It's the truth. The whole journey is it. And so now to, for me, and, and uh, I just have to keep that in here. You know what I mean? And keep that in, and this is just existing and being right here right now is all I got to do, man. It's all I got, yeah. that's all I got to do. And if I can keep that in my head, it's just not easy. Uh, yeah. 93. Hey, do you ever go back, Brian? Do you look, uh, get in the time machine and go back and relive the, the old matches that you don't remember having? So, so I have <laughs> since on this podcast, I have had to watch a few and and go back and look at them, and and yeah, I I look, I think we were good. I don't want to be braggadocious, but I don't want to bullcrap them either. Like I. We were friggin' good, man. Yeah. <laughs> DX, the matches we had, like I saw one not long ago, it was just a hardcore fatal four-way or whatever. It was just a eight-man, like with weapons, with the nation and all kind of crap, man. I don't know. We were. I just thought it was great. Like it we, was were, fun, we were man. good. Yeah. It was. You talk about being in the thick of things. <laughs> <laughs> that's brad armstrong look i'm just yeah. happy to be here in the thick of things and yeah. i'm gonna see what happens <laughs> hey we were in the thick of things weren't we yeah uh, in about every, every segment week, man. A, <laughs> yeah let me ask you this kiddo and this is this is from my heart or from my brain uh, or lack thereof were you smart to all the stories and all the crap that was going on and that we were doing every week, or did you just show up and do it like I did? No, I was, I was like, you had it in your head. Like yeah, I, I well, honestly yeah, never. Vince Russo would call me on a, yeah. uh, on a Wednesday and tell me what we, what was going on until I started shitting on it. Like when he was, <laughs> he couldn't fucking call on me after that. <laughs> Maybe maybe no, that's why he didn't. He was good like that. Maybe that's why once, he didn't call me. <laughs> he called me once early on. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, like I think about, because look, I know now, ha having worked the past decade behind the scenes of the juggernaut, um, how much goes into this that not only did I not have any clue about, but I wouldn't have known what to do with it had I had a clue. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and so that's just, <laughs> I Brian, guess I'm trying I, I got to be honest with you, man. I wouldn't have known back then. I, I never, it never dawned on me that you were just like 
showing up and just doing it. Like I, like I just assumed we were all like on the phone and like, you know, like, I, look, and, I should have assumed that. I should have known better with you. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't ever remember hearing, hey, we're going to do this next week with you. I, I, it was just show up, and I guess I would fuss then if I wanted to fuss. Yeah, you, but... you were good about that. <laughs> you were good about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till I get there to, screw, to really screw well, it up. You do what sucks. You do it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we look, we, and we did, let's talk, let's talk about DX for a minute since we, yeah. since, uh, it's my claim to fame. That's for dang sure. I'm, I'm, is the, is the, uh, what, what, what made me open my eyes to the craziness of it was that, that nine months or that, that 10 months I had off that I got laid off and I was, went out on the road with Billy doing autograph signings and all that. Is that still, is it still a hot thing every friggin' weekend everywhere? Are they still doing cons and autograph sessions and, can, you know, all that stuff? Are they, is that yeah. still? Because, yeah. man, there was, and I'm just talking to you like you were my friend, and I don't mean to sound braggadocious to people who are listening, but there was so much money in that. I, I didn't, I was dumbfounded. Yeah, you talking about recently, more recently? Yeah, yeah. See, Brian, I try to tell people, like, in the middle of DX, in the middle yeah. of that hot run, yeah. we used to do these third-party appearances. They, dude, I got sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. Matt and JoJo? Like, oh, I remember, yeah. like, I was just like, I'm not doing it. What was his? They finally were like, what was we'll his give name? Thousand dollars. What was uh, Ned? Ned Needlander. Yeah. <laughs> Ned Needlander. And JoJo. Man, I yeah. haven't. That's from Bayonne. Yeah. From Bayonne, yeah, we used to do. They would they would do the Rock. They would do us. They would do. Yeah, I remember doing all those. I'm gonna. I made a. I made a. I made it. I made half of the amount of money I made just working for Vince. I made half of that on those appearances yeah. in one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't doubt that at all. Because, dude, I. I was. And we you were, were doing kind of, them every bit as much as I was. I just got sick of it, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it, it was a lot of them, uh, and it was on the road a lot. And but, but man, they're they're doing them now. Me and Billy went out and we're doing them. It yeah. was just like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, I love it. But I, yeah, it was great. And it, but it made me think, like, man, two a two year run in DX, uh, and 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 twenty five years later, I'm signing autographs. For making yeah. make it, it's just it was dumbfounding to me and i don't know like maybe if it was like elvis and jesus at one table signing autographs i'd probably wait in that line for that but other yeah. than that i don't think i'm waiting in line to get anybody's autograph i thank you thank god for you who do that because you yes. supplemented my income when i was yeah. when i was not uh when i was wondering where the next That's great. meal was going to i'm so grateful for that yeah. And and I, I, this is the truth, man. I'm not just saying this. Yeah. I, I, I sincerely enjoy interacting with the people that come to those. Yeah, 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 yes. I Always. love it, man. Because when I make somebody feel good, it makes me feel good. Amen. So there's a little bit of selfishness there too. Like, of course it is, but that's no. human nature. But you're put you're you're using your human superpower for positive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and truth be told, Billy gets pissed at me because I'm 
animated and on fire. And come on in here, man. And we're going to point at your penis. We're going to smile, take a picture. Hey, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and they're popping and we're laughing and Billy's like, God, shut up dog. And I'm just like, you yeah. shut up Billy. And then we push each other. <laughs> <laughs> then I call him a duty head. Um, so, 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 83. I'm going to do a thing, and I'm going to actually do a thing in in the UK in Manchester in March. Oh, what is yeah. it? A Sonic? convention like? For the love of wrestling, I think it's called. Oh yeah, I, you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure that's the one me and Billy did last year, where I had an opportunity to meet like a, a lot of the guys that I had never yeah. met before on on the other squad. Uh, but but I also saw a bunch of old friends there, and. Uh, with tugboat, not Taylor, but the actual yeah. tugboat, ended up yeah. pushing him through the UK airport uh, because he, his ankle had swollen up or something. Oh, um, wow. yeah. But but I had a great time and and they treated us well and it was the hotel was right there. So I don't know if it's the same place, but we had a blast, man. So what do you what do you want to do? You're five months sober. You're talking about aftercare. What what? And I don't mean to stay on on uh, recovery or you know forward slash sobriety, but. I'm interested in, in what you, what you're doing. You know what I mean? What you, yeah. do, do you do? Uh, do you have a regiment? You have a schedule every day. How do you do it? What, what I do is, is uh, when I get up every morning, when I get up, you know, I take about 15 minutes just to, just to have a sit down period of time where I look at my, my Bible. I, I, I pray uh, for the first 30 minutes of the morning. I have coffee and I, I pray. I talk to God about what my day is ahead of me. And the one thing I did learn in rehab at Black Bear, they, had, they gave me so many great tools. And one of the tools was just for today, Amen. just for today. So I look at every morning just for today. Today, I had to be here at 530 to do a, a podcast with Road Dog. And that's how you look at it. You look at it just for the day. And before you know it, it's been five months. But going back just to today, I line my day up from that. When you get up in the morning, and you start off your morning like that, you're putting on a shield. You're putting on your bulletproof vest. That I, that's how I feel, that you're getting ready for that day. No matter what that yep. day comes at you, out of that day, you're ready to face it because now you've got your day ready, you've got your mindset on, and you're ready to face whatever comes at you with the tools you've been given. And my yeah. tools I've been given are things like breathing. <laughs> breathing for yeah. everybody we've always heard take a breath but nobody really knows what take a breath really means yeah it doesn't and make sense really knows you're like breathing really i'm breathing happened. now <laughs> right think about you don't ever put your mind on breathing but if you do and you make it a mindful thought breathing is absolutely un amazing right yeah we got to have oxygen and we got to <laughs> breathe but if you put your mind on it it relieves stress and anxiety medically that's a medical yeah, that's way a that fact. it does and it's instantly going to make you go from here to here yeah and it just makes yeah. you be present you know what i mean that's you the are, thing it's just i'm just right here right now and 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 man i i gotta be honest with you buff i don't know uh you know i, I got kids man and i got grandkids and i missed a lot of my children's lives because I, when I was home, I wasn't present. I was, I was, my mind was altered and it's, it's not fair to them. Um, and look, I can cry over that too, or I can make a joke and keep continue on and, and, and remember that was then 
I know right. what I got to do today to never go back there again. And I'm willing to do that today. You know what I mean? You, you mentioned that getting, getting on your knees and just getting my head right in the morning. Um, I started listening to some guided meditation uh, on, on an app called Headspace. And look, it's hard to sit there for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And, 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 and focus on something without my mind going in a hundred different directions. So it's, it's a, it's a struggle, but I always say it's a struggle worth having. It's a struggle worth, worth going through, you know? Whoa. Hey, so let me ask you, let's go back a little further than that. So, so this was, uh, uh, Mike Graham owned it, right? And, and who, who yes. trains you? Steve Kern. The best trainer in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know a bunch of wrestlers that would totally agree with that. Famous Drew McIntyre, all the girls. Yeah. I mean, I even came up and uh, helped him a little bit. Well, I helped him uh, when I left WWE at his private school, and then he did the Florida Championship Wrestling, which yeah. was the NXT. So I helped him out a little bit there. But uh, I mean, it was, I have this paper that's got all of these wrestling holds and all this terminology and you could not have your first match until you you know knew you how to do that. Yeah. everything on there I you know it wasn't like the power plant yeah they didn't beat our ass i mean they beat our asses but yeah, yeah but you but that's awesome. part of the deal you know yes. what i mean like that's what now they go oh well they they beat they beat me up yeah yeah that happens are you gonna come <laughs> yeah. back yeah yeah and, and so Nobody so, beat me so up worse than then you did though. It's so funny. <laughs> we had a battle ball where it was. This is a true uh, story. It, it was yeah. Me and uh, me and Henry or me and Shanghai at the time. Uh, it was battle ball where they would mix up the teams and they had a couple tag teams that never fought. And then it was me and Bagwell versus the world champion Rick Rude and Henry. And we did a little thing and we teased it. And then we you know we got to the spot where Dusty wanted us to go at it and yeah. we said. Let's just fucking Let's throw just hands, brother. <laughs> the cold twins, we got in the back, and the cold twins, everybody was going crazy. They were like, it looked like you two just saw each other, shut your beers down, and went after it. <laughs> it might be, it, be a Netflix it, documentary yeah, we're yeah. going to hear about well, Hey, believe uh, you me, there could be a Netflix yeah. documentary about, yeah. uh, just Let about the apartment. What. Yes, La Park apartment, all right? Yeah. Uh, me and Henry and Brian pretty much between us and Max Payne's apartment was living. <laughs> Next door to us was Sid Vicious. Up a floor was Kevin Nash. Up a floor was Steve Regal, yep. Max Payne, David Sullivan, uh, uh, Eric Watts. Yeah. The penthouse was Wyndham, Mike Graham, and Greg Gagne. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and they all had their wow. families, so they would all come. Kevin Nash, this is a hilarious story. Kevin would always like go, oh, honey, I'm taking the dog out. And he would come down to our apartment and just get baked, just get super high. <laughs> Spend like an hour, go back up to his apartment. First thing the dog does is shit in the apartment. And his wife is like, what the hell? Kevin's like, oh, I don't know. Too <laughs> Oh, it, these were uh, these were good times, man. We had yeah. some good dead gum times there. Yeah, so, no cell so, phones. So, Thank so, God, no cell phones. So, so amen, yeah. Yeah. amen. So, so, so you were there, and, and did you were you uh, figured in there in, in Florida? WCW? No. Okay, now this that. is how this or the apartment or WCW? No. <laughs> I, I, were you? I'm sorry. We're we're jumped ahead. 